Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. Marketeers have a choice to make when engaging their audience. They can build first-party relationships that bond consumers and brands in meaningful long-term relationships, or they can snoop, creep, and deliver content and offers that hold little or no relevance. If you want to build more meaningful relationships with consumers, then discover the on-demand sessions from the recent Signals 21 event, Cheetah Digital's award-winning virtual content series for marketeers. Enjoy unmissable sessions from the brightest thought leaders, leading brands and industry heads. Signals 21, bigger, bolder and better than ever. Visit cheetahdigital.com to download these sessions and don't miss out. Hello and welcome to episode 169 of Let's Talk Loyalty where I'm excited to be chatting with a truly disruptive brand in the loyalty industry. Many of you will be aware of the incredible interest created when Panera Bread launched one of the first loyalty subscription programs using a subscription model for unlimited coffee. Now, for anyone listening who's not familiar with the brand, Panera Bread is an American chain of bakeries and cafes with over 2,000 locations throughout the country. And I also found out it also has one of America's largest loyalty program memberships. I'm joined today by Menakshi Nagarajan, Senior Vice President of Recurring Revenue and Loyalty at Panera Bread. So I hope you enjoy our conversation all about subscription style loyalty. So, Manakshi, first and foremost, welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you, Paula. Thank you for having me. It is, uh, it's an honor to be a part of this conversation, which really digs deeper into loyalty. And it's, um, it's a field that I'm clearly very interested in. Oh, for you sure. You bring a lot of great examples, something that the community can learn from. So oh. Thank you for having me here. Oh, I'm delighted. I think what we uh, what we discovered, Manakshi, actually just uh, ch- talking before between us, was a shared love of learning. Um, there seems to be, you know, very much a hunger um, from everyone. I think maybe at our level, we just really want to do good work, and there isn't enough information out there. So definitely, I know the audience is going to be super excited to hear all about Panera Bread. Yeah, likewise, I'm I'm excited to get into this discussion and you know, share some of the the great brands that I've been part of and, and really talk through where we're going next. Because I do think yeah. loyalty is such a fast evolving uh, place and, totally. you know, and it's, and it's crossing over industries very, very rapidly. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, what I, I liked about what you talked about before with me, Manakshi, is you used the word disruptive. And definitely what Panera Bread is doing is disruptive. So I think I've mentioned subscription loyalty to, you know, practically everyone I've spoken to on this show. And I think Panera Bread is very much the industry leader. So I'll be dying to get into all of that. But listen, before we start talking about all the exciting work you're doing, tell me your favorite loyalty statistic, please. 
Yeah, the favorite loyalty statistic, you know, it it stood out to me once when when we think about growing brands, when we think about uh, really thinking, how do we bring more customers into whether it's restaurants, whether it's CPG, we always focus on who's the new customer that we're going to go acquire. Yeah. But there was a study that was done, um, I think, by Bain Group, and it's been repeated a few times, that talks about just a small 5% increase in customer retention actually can add your overall profitability by up to 50 to 70%. Yeah. And, you know, and that to me is very powerful and really goes into the heart of why loyalty exists and how you think about structuring programs, which is not just focused on getting new customers in. Yeah. And I think that's really important, but also yeah. giving another reason for your existing customers or someone who's given you one try yeah. to come back again. Yeah. How do you engage with that? So that that small increase in retention actually has really big, substantial profitability business impact. Mm-hmm. And it's important to keep that in mind. Yeah, it's the perfect one to open with, Manakshi. I think, you know, maybe senior management haven't had the same level of exposure to loyalty statistics as those of us, obviously, who love to talk about it like we do. And uh, and you're absolutely right, Bain did that research. And when we release this show, actually, I will just have released an episode as well from Bain, um, from the man himself, Fred Reichelt. And he used a great term, Manakshi, and I know you're going to love it. He basically, he quoted Tony Shea. I don't know if you ever came across the, the former CEO of Zappos. Of course. Yes. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And what apparently Tony used to say, Manakshi, and it's exactly the point that you're making. He basically said that, you know, the cost of acquiring new customers, if you have to spend money to acquire them, is like a tax for not retaining your customers in the first place. And I mean, what, what incredible clarity, you know, it's just yes. exactly what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. And, and I love that, um, that you spoke to Fred. I'll be, I'll be curious to get into that because I, um, I think he was the one who created the whole net promoter score idea totally. too. It, yeah. it all comes down to that customer engagement, customer experience, and in today's world, yeah. right? It's more about when, when it's so hard to break through and someone's actually given you a try, like how do you make sure that you bring them back in? Totally. The cost of retention yeah. um, has to be a strategic one. And mm. really that is the crux of why companies invest in loyalty programs and drive that engagement. Yes. And your background is absolutely perfect as well. I think coming from a digital background, uh, particularly your time with Domino's. So tell us a bit about your career, Manakshi, over the last maybe 10 or 12 years. Yeah, um, happy to. You know, after uh, I, I started my career more in terms of data and strategic consulting, I went into business school and then I wanted to switch into brand marketing. Okay. And because what appeals to me is, is really how do you take a customer insights and take something which could be a commodity and really drive that engagement with, with customers. And it's very much about unlocking insights and driving value from that. And that's what a brand is. Mm. So, you know, and, and I went into, started off with in the CPG world, I spent a few years at General Mills and PepsiCo. Okay. But then I switched to the restaurant world. That takes another level of brand experience yeah. and hospitality. And there's so much to learn from. And to your point, I spent about six years at Domino's and, um, and I've been with Panera for 
for seven months or so. Yeah. And prior to that, I, I had a brief stint at Sweet Green. So different scaled yeah. restaurants. But at the end of the day, it's all about hospitality and really being true to what you're offering and what your brand promises. Yeah, for sure. And again, Sweet Green is a gorgeous brand. Domino's is just so incredibly impressive. And actually just for listeners, um, and I'm sure you had this uh, very regularly, um, I remember reading that Domino's describes itself as a technology company, which is incredible when you think about, as you said, we consider it as a hospitality business, but digital and everything you were doing, you were a director of digital in there, Manakshi, am I right? Yes, I did. Uh, I spent about five and a half years. I, I held few different positions, everything from brand positioning, product innovation, but I also spent a year or more kind of leading all of our digital marketing efforts there. Wow. And, you, um, and it is really about thinking about what Domino's offers, right? It's first and foremost, it's convenience and digital was a way to disrupt that, yeah. was a way to think about taking convenience to that yeah. at most need and what better way to do that than using technology. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us then, what was it that tempted you to Panera Bread? Was it this disruptive innovation of subscription? You know, when um, I will say when uh, when Panera launched its loyalty program, I was at Domino's. Okay. And and we looked at it with envy because it, they did such a great job in terms of being a pioneer yes. in launching our loyalty program. Yeah. And, you know, in this world of where there are so many different ways to go as to what a loyalty program is and what a brand is, I think Panera has had a very clear point of view. Mm. And we've been a pioneer both in terms of talking about fresh, clean ingredients, talking about technology, talking about loyalty prog- as, a, as a program, yeah. um, talking, you know, and having an app, which, which makes it more convenient. Mm. To me, Panera brings a lot of what I have done at different places into one big package, which I really believe in. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's at a scale where we are able to make a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I, be, I believe we are one Panera to drive a healthier, happier world. That's a purpose that, oh, nice. that drives me and motivates me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and on a, to, to your first point of wanting to learn and continue to challenge ourselves. Yeah. I think at Panera, we're trying to do things, which is disruptive. Yeah. It is about, finding things that hasn't been done before mm-hmm. it is about writing our own playbook yeah. um, so it's it's a challenge where you continue to learn and and figure it out and I'm excited to be a part of that <laughs> well I just have so much admiration for uh, for you for taking on that challenge and yeah. and for the whole company obviously as you said like when we do have these conversations now about subscription loyalty everyone's pointing to Panera Bread and to also you know Pret-a-Manger in, in the UK, which I know is a sister company, and also Espresso House, so in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. So clearly the strategy, you know, for you guys has has worked well enough to, to translate across multiple markets. But literally when this started, I mean, can you share the story? I know it was before your time, but, you know, where did this idea of subscription come from for Panera Bread? Yeah, so the uh, the idea of subscription uh, comes from something more um, more basic. Honestly, I think it's really thinking about what can we do to drive absolute value. You know, coffee is, for instance, we have premium coffee, mm-hmm. and and we had stats in terms of how much customers end up spending on coffee. Yeah, 
and you know and how do we how do we how are we able to offer something that could be disruptive value in a way that that makes it a no-brainer makes it so approachable and coffee is a habitual thing right some sure. people yeah. want coffee to to yeah. Yeah. energize them to start their day yeah and how do you combine this something which is a small habit and Panera is able to bring a unique offering it's not just coffee right coffee usually goes with great pairing of food yeah and we have an incredible area of variety of food and that's something that our guests could have their daily habit of coffee but along with the food offering that we have yeah so it's thinking about that guest ritual and we have so many guests who are coming in and really thinking about how can we package it up that makes a lot of sense um you know for for our guests but as well as for our franchisees and our company Okay. That's okay. where the idea of subscription came about. Yeah. And clearly at $8.99 a month, you know, you can't beat the value, right? If you, if totally. you come in every single day, it's, <laughs> it's almost like 30, cents a, uh, 30 yeah. cents a cup of premium coffee. Yeah. But we also see that it makes, um, it does make Panera top of mind. It does help them come into our, our cafes or, you know, or through our digital ordering, be able to pick up any other food pairing that makes that occasion a more yeah. substantial and a significant one. Yeah. And I think what, what really strikes me as genius, actually, actually, is the positioning of Panera Bread is, is beautiful because it is around being a bakery. So I suppose it's very clear to your customers that they can come for lunch and they can come for, you know, all those beautiful baked goods. So I guess to build the association with coffee and then obviously the temptation to come and, you know, stay for lunch, have the croissant. I mean, it's actually almost a repositioning exercise in my mind at the same time the way you've done it yeah yes um you know bread as we we say bread is our superpower our oh, our lovely. you know we it's freshly baked yeah uh, in our in our cafes and you know when uh, to your point when you think about a, a coffee is a is a daily habit and you come in yeah and now you you pick a bagel with it or you get a sweet treat if it is an afternoon coffee, right? Like, and and we're able to provide all of that very uniquely than anyone else. So yeah, yeah. it's really utilizing what we already have and making this engagement with our guests through the subscription a much tighter one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And for, for listeners who might not have done quite as much geeking out about me as, as me <laughs> about the program, I'm just going to quote a couple of statistics, Minakshi, that came out, um, I think quite soon after you launched the proposition. And it was CNBC who, among others, I know USA Today and all the big publicity channels were super excited about this. And again, because it's so innovative. But just for listeners, um, the visits, for example, increased from four on average to about 10 per month. So obviously just driving the footfall more than double. The food sales increased. So 70% of your subscribers um, increased their purchase of food. And then the renewal rates were quoted at between 90 to 95%. So I think that just demonstrates the value point that you made and just the overall proposition just totally landed for people. Yeah, and, and subscriptions in general are about creating that virtuous cycle, right? Yeah. You make this value so incredibly easy to understand and and with that simplicity our guests come in more yeah. to to evoke that and each time they do that there is more opportunity for them to buy 
other Panera products to your pine, which is what is about that, yeah. that attachment sales, as we call it. Yeah. And it's also an increased frequency, right? They're, whether it's traffic, it's attachment sales, and it's it's that it disruptive value in, in the offering itself of coffee. Mm. And those three work so well together. And that is what is the unlock of the subscription. Yeah. And do you think there was a lot of concern by the, you know, I suppose whoever had to put the initial P&L together, as I said, with nobody to look to for inspiration? <laughs> I, I cannot imagine how the numbers were, were being worked out. But again, when people talk to me about, you know, whether or not they should, you know, launch a subscription program, their big concern is always around dilution. And again, the, the press release that you guys issued in the beginning, what I loved was it shared the insight, which you actually already alluded to, Manakshi, which was this idea that there's a lot of guilt associated with, you know, expensive coffee. And the average American was being quoted at spending, I think it was $1,100 a year on coffee. So, you know, take a subscription package, save yourself $1,000 a year. But obviously that's $1,000 that perhaps Panera Bread could have been expecting. So I can imagine between all of the various um, decision makers, there must've been a massive amount of debate just to kind of get it right in the beginning. Yeah, and you're very astute to have observed that. It, it is, you know, while when you think about it now and you look at the results, it feels like, of course we should be doing it. However, there is a notion of understanding the customer behavior and who is the one who's coming into our subscription program. How do we continue to grow that? Mm. And how do we bring our stakeholders along the journey? Yeah. For us, it's, you know, it's our franchisees, it's our, our, our head coaches or our company cafe, you know, operators need to understand that there is value yeah. that they may not be seeing on an everyday basis, right? When you, someone comes in and redeems their free coffee, in yeah. their mind, it might feel like, well, what's the sales associated with it? And it is about bringing it back and showcasing the uh, the economics of it on a very regular basis okay. at from a from a different viewpoint, from a customer level profitability, from a program level profitability, and also from a category growth. Right? Like we're now, if you think about coffee sales in general, mm -hmm. what is that spurring? Right. Yes. Um, to your point of yes, it might be cannibalization. Mm -hmm. But it, what is this foot traffic driving? What kind of, what part of our menu is now getting a lift because of our coffee subscribers, for instance? So being able to call out different parts of the PNL and really understanding from an operator standpoint or from our franchisee standpoint. Uh, as to why this program is something they should get behind yeah. was a big part of um of our internal discussion and it continues to be this the case even today yeah and i didn't right. realize it was a franchise-based business because all of a sudden that means you do have thousands of decision makers and again it has to be a nationwide proposition so you actually you know you you have to convince every single one to get behind the concept Yes, and it, it is about bringing them along in the journey, mm -hmm. um, right? We did test this first yeah. in few cafes, so we have to have to make sure that the, the concept works. And your point, this hasn't been done in restaurants at this scale. Yeah. And, you know, so, and to think about how is how are our guests going to take to it? Mm -hmm. How is that going to affect the PNL? Mm. And how much can we support, right? Ultimately, it has to be disruptive value for people to commit 
to their dollars, even if it feels yeah. like a no-brainer when you do the math. Yeah. Um, there is there is a barrier of somebody giving in their totally. locking in their nine dollars yeah. for the month. Yeah. We certainly used to use the term, um, I worked with a couple of guys, I think you know, in, in liquid barcodes, and we used to say we called it extreme loyalty. Because, you know, when I'm kind of talking about loyalty, it's one thing to have permission to market to somebody. It's another thing to have all of their data, you know, so you can personalize. But, you know, the holy grail is, you know, I've got your credit card and I got this opportunity to keep charging it. So, yeah, I think that's actually what you guys have achieved. And again, nailed the price point. Again, I'm sure there's massive debate about, you know, is it $8.99? Is it $15? Is it two? I mean, it's such a big decision. It is. It is a big decision. And, and, and a lot of it goes down to what we talked about, understanding the usage pattern, right? Like you said, it was four before and then it became 10. But just really making sure that we're able to provide value to most customers and bring in, make it as approachable as possible. Mm-hmm. And also thinking about it, right? This is, we see it as our loyalty program. My Panera gives you access to this to the subscription program, which is such a disruptive value. Mm-hmm. And, and so as we think about overall um, construct of our loyalty, it is a personalized reward journey. That's what Panera is, right? It's not a very set uh, earn and burn or these many points and you get a set reward. It is a very personalized rewards journey. Mm-hmm. And when a subscriber comes into that, how do we make sure that we're utilizing their data that we do get in a smart way that helps our um, our coffee subscriber as much as our overall loyalty program. Yeah, yeah. And another point I'm just thinking about, again, conversations I've had, Manakshi, I think one of the things that people struggle with is how prominently should we um, should we show the opportunity to unsubscribe? Because, you know, I have paid a lot of attention and I think we have all had the experience where there's, you know, buyer's remorse or, you know, I forgot to cancel that and, oh no, I've spent another month and I'm, I'm annoyed. So, you know, fundamentally as loyalty professionals, that would be very upsetting. But at the yes. same time, what you don't want to be doing is, is you know, making it too easy. So, so did you, do you guys have to, to think through that? Or do you think the value piece just means that people are, are very clear uh, in terms of staying or going? Yeah, I, I think it is a, it's a great discussion point. And we just led here by what we want to be, right? We want to be a transparent company. We want to make sure that. Okay. It's a it's a long term relationship that you're getting in with somebody. So nice. yeah, it's very easy. Um, for, we are very good at reminding somebody that your your renewal time is coming up, okay. and and yeah. this is how much you've signed on, and this is when you know we've we've run few trial offers. For instance, we make it very clear that it's coming up. Here's your chance to renew, mm-hmm. and if not, then it is easy enough to cancel. Okay. Right. Ultimately, yeah, I do really believe subscriptions work when they find value in it. And that comes from redemptions. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not just about and we all do that. I mean, everybody has it. I, I think the number is um, somewhere around seven subscriptions. Everybody is signed on to. And a lot of times you forget about it because it's totally it just and then you look at it after six months and you're like, oh, my God, what happened? Yeah. We yeah. don't want to be that. Oh. Right. It's about finding value. Yeah. And so and that's what is a, I think redemption is the best way for retention when it comes to a subscription. Love it. 
Love it. So how do you make sure that we we remind you there is a there is a free cup of coffee waiting for you and it's a little nudge and that helps them come in and get that. Yeah. So we, we, it's not hidden. It's not, we don't make it very complicated to try and cancel if you do choose to yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and, but at the end of the day, it is when a guest finds value in the subscription is when Panera gets value in that. Totally, totally. Yeah. And again, just reading through, I suppose, all of the, you know, uh, price point and and what that equates to. I mean, it's literally four cups of coffee in a month is all that you would need. So very happy. (laughs) Yes. Who's not going to have four cups of coffee? I think most of us have that. I won't say daily, but almost. (laughs) Certainly (laughs) weekly. So very easy to justify. Wow. And I love that. And I will be quoting you, Manakshi. So redemption drives retention. So there you go. You could be... (laughs) There you go. My contribution of a nugget for you. There you go. A nugget. I love it. Brilliant. Um, So I wanted to talk about then, uh, as you mentioned, you're doing lots of, I suppose, trials and testing and new ideas. So today, for example, I can see a fantastic um, sign up for the subscription program and it's free till the end of December. And I know that went live at the beginning of October. So a full quarter of free coffee, um, which is incredibly compelling. Um, And then I saw fabulous partnerships as well. So, for example, American Express cardholders get six months free um, of your subscription program and also a partnership with them with Audible. So tell us what's going on with all of these various partnership ideas. Yeah, you know, I think it is about um, we've come to a scale with our loyalty program where we really think about how do we continue to add value for our guests? You know, there are these promotional benefits. Um, and this is something that any loyalty person, you know, when you take on a program, you've, you've tried to balance out the promotional needs with the emotional benefits and something which is beyond just a transactional benefit, right? Yeah. So as we think of that, that's where this idea of partnering with like-minded brands comes into play, mm-hmm. right? We did this uh, with Audible, which was how the, you know, when you have, when how do you give them a three months of free trial on Audible? They do that as a promotion to invite new guests, but our coffee subscribers or our My Panera um, loyalty members, we think are a very like-minded group that would be interested based on where who our core customer is. And any kind of yeah. uh, customer assessment that we've done, we believe that this would be a, a very qualified audience to do that trial. Cool. So how do we come together to think about adding value to both Audible guests by giving them a coffee subscription trial yeah. and my Panera guests to give them an Audible trial was how this partnership came about. Oh, I love it. And, and likewise, thinking about Amex, right? Amex is is one of the best at doing that. Yeah. Amex members get, get the best rewards there is and the best benefits there are. And they have an incredible reach that they're able to talk to guests. And, and it's great that that's why we had to really make sure this was a true compelling offer for our Amex guests and hence they're yeah. supporting it with a six month, uh, six month trial for them. Wow. And, you know, we want our uh, Amex guests to, to try that out. So this is, is a way for, you know, how you get like, and it has to be important uh, in terms of how you find the right brands Yeah, to, to balance it out with. We did this even with Shutterfly earlier this, this year. Okay. Where we could give, um, you know, you can 
you can create your own mug, a personalized mug Lovely. with a coffee subscription. So it's our way of saying thank you yeah. to our loyalty guests, um, but also a way to continue to find value and a reason for being a loyalty member. Yeah. And it's a lovely, gentle way as well. I did some partnerships myself years ago. It's a lovely, gentle way of doing, I suppose, introductions on both sides. Because, you know, very much I know that if I'm the type of person that's going to, you know, put a picture of my cat, for example, on a mug, which I definitely plan to do, (laughs) (laughs) then it definitely means I'm going to be the type of person who'll do the family calendar and I'm going to need those kind of printing services. And it is a very gentle way to find, I guess, new ways to, to do things that I love to do. Yeah, exactly. And and it's, you know, it's, through a, it's a coffee mug and we know our coffee subscribers would love that. And um, and we did that in this summer and it was it was very well received as well. Great, great. And again, just because we have a lot of global uh, listeners, Manakshi, I'd love to get a sense of the scale of the program. From memory, I think you guys are certainly in, I don't know, I'm going to say like the top 10 in terms of member base. Can you share the member base for, for My Panera as it stands? Yeah, our My Panera actually is one of the largest loyalty uh, programs that's out there. You yeah. know, we've had about 45 million uh, overall members. Wow. And in around 20, 25 million have been on an active annual basis. Wow. Oh my goodness. And it's the largest program that's out there and it's been the longest running as well. And it's a program that we continue to to try and find more value for our guests and improve that on a constant basis. For sure. Which brings me on to, I suppose, the final question from my side is around what's coming next. Can we expect to see, you know, my Panera Bread doing, I don't know, subscriptions in other categories or or I don't know. I just, my mind would be like, oh, you know, if I was in your position, I wonder what I would be doing next. So, so what can you share with us? Um, I can tell you it's something that whatever we do is something that's going to be unexpected because Ooh. that's <laughs> that's what Panera, Panera does, right? We want to continue to innovate yeah. and really push ourselves. Uh, I think in the space of loyalty, we do, you know, it's a strategic choice for us to think about. Um, we also paused and thought whether we should be going into a points or tiers or so on. And I, yeah. you know, we think subscriptions are the way for us to drive value for our guests. Okay. And what's coming is going to be something in the, uh, and it's an expansion to our coffee subscription. Oh, okay. Okay. Can you give me any sense on timing just to, you know, tease our listeners? Um. Uh, or maybe not. things are being worked through. <laughs> we are we're, we have a lot of ideas in the testing. You know, honestly, I will say we take and that's something that I have learned is we take a very disciplined approach to to innovation, even in the subscription or loyalty programs space. Right. Okay. Just like a new product idea. You think of a concept, you put it in front of your your customers and understand their appetite to try it. But we test it in a market to see what happens before we launch it. So we follow the same kind of rigorous process before we launch something, especially because of the scale. And to your point, all the stakeholders that are involved, we want to make sure we're making a wise decision. Uh-huh. So we are going through that process. So okay. um, unfortunately, I don't have something that I can tell you now, totally. but more to come <laughs> and hopefully we can connect again. Well, I was just about to say, uh, I, I just want to, you know, tear it, tee it up for this time next year, because uh, <laughs> I feel like, you know, with big brands like you guys, there'll always be incredible new 
choose to share. Uh, it's not like we have a conversation today and your job and loyalty is done. So, so for listeners, I'm sure they'll be very happy to hear that we will stay connected and uh, yeah, maybe do something again in the future together. I would love that. Thank Great. you, Paula. Great. So listen, that's all from my side, Manakshi. Um, as you know, I've been waiting a long time just to kind of hear all of the, the inside scoop for uh, Panera Bread. So were there any other points that you think are important for the audience before we wrap up? No, I think I will just say we should think about loyalty as a program, uh, but also loyalty as what we're trying to do with our guests. And I don't believe there is one um, one way that one size that fits all. Yeah. And we should really be true to what our brand values are and what our customer proposition is mm -hmm. in anything that we do with the loyalty program. Mm. Uh, it shouldn't be because everybody is doing it because clearly it's very, very prevalent now. But the relevance of your program matters a lot, especially today. Oh, brilliant. Well, listen, I couldn't have said it better, Manakshi. I think that's exactly what people need to hear because, uh, you know, certainly I'm guilty of going, oh, you know, let's try subscription, but it does need to be the right program, as you said, relevant for, for the right audience and the right people. So, um, yes, it's good to take a, a disciplined approach and, and learn from what you're doing and adapt to, to what the various brands need. So okay. um, my final thing then is if people do want to reach out to you, Manakshi, uh, for example, on LinkedIn, are you comfortable to uh, maybe, you know, be able to, to talk to people there if they want to talk to you? Yeah, I'm absolutely happy to share. Um, you know, this is something that I'm, uh, that I'm learning as well. So I'm always learning something from every new conversation. So I'm happy to do that. Oh, thank you so much. Well, listen, um, with that, I will say Menakshi Nagarajan, Senior Vice President of Recurring Revenue and Loyalty at Panera Bread. Thank you so much from everyone at Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights, and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 170 executives in 20 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews and thanks again for supporting the show.